0: What's up? This is the Shaman of Sexy, John Morrison, and you're listening to Marking Out.
1: This is. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling
0: Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Threadin like 50s. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling
1: Fans.
2: Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 531. How amazing is that and how amazing are you? Thank you so much for supporting us. Make sure you check us out, markingout.com Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Out. And on Twitter, check us out at BTTG161, at ChrisWeendog, at Dave the rave underscore M-O, which I am Dave, the rave that all the ladies crave. And that being said, don't forget at out. and I am here with one of my favorite cousins in the entire world. You know, I if I had to pick them all over, he would be number one or two or three or four or five. But he would be up there. Brandon, how are you?
0: I am doing awesome as always. How are you? Hey, I'm doing uh pretty pretty good. You know, opening it's the uh, a, the show. Been a while. Been a while since you've opened.
2: Yeah, it feels good. A little bit of a uh, ring rust. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say any ring rust there.
3: Yeah. Well. Yeah.
2: Thanks. 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 How's your week been? My week has been good. You know, this it's WrestleMania week. How can how can your week not be good on West WrestleMania week?
0: Yeah, it's been a an absolutely crazy week of watching wrestling for sure. Yeah. How have you been feeling? I am doing so much better. I was so drained from that shot that that vac- vaccination shot. And it was like, I was really, really drained the whole week. And then seemed like I got better on Friday and Saturday again. I was just like, Oh my God, this is, I'm like exhausted nah. But by Sunday. I think I was better. So,
2: well, I'm happy that you're feeling better. Um, I, in my personal opinion, I think everyone out there should be going to get their vaccine. If it's uh, available, go sign up, go get that vaccine and let's, Let's change everything, you know? Let's move... Let's progress let's for the better. Let's change the
0: world. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said, let's change the world. We're AEW. Yeah, let's change the world. But... um, yeah. But yeah, it's been a, an absolutely crazy week. I didn't really do much because of pro wrestling. A lot of pro wrestling watching this week. But I got a message on my Xbox randomly this week. And they gave me a $10 gift card. And I, don't, like, I thought maybe it was a scam or something. It was Xbox. I don't know. They just randomly sent me a message from Xbox. And uh, I don't know if that's like a normal thing or not, but I went, put the code into the store, and it was a $10 gift card.
1: That's... So I
0: bought the Aladdin Lion King double feature game that came out a few years ago that has um, the Sega version and... Like Game Boy and a bunch of other versions of those two games. Wait, all and that's one. less than ten dollars? Uh, no, it was it was. So when it first went on sale, I could swear it was like forty bucks or so, or something like that. But then it was on twenty dollars. That's a steal. Uh, twenty dollars. And then it went on sale for ten dollars nine ninety nine. Hmm. Man, I missed the the network. But uh, so yeah, so I ended up getting it for eighty five cents with the tax.
2: That's a nice bargain. I mean, that Al- Aladdin video game is
0: pretty epic. Yeah, and that Aladdin game on Sega Genesis is literally one of my favorite games, so I'm happy that I have that. And, I like, I don't need the Japanese version of those games, mm-hmm. but I have them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need the Game Boy version. And I already, I do have Aladdin on Sega Genesis still. I just, I don't know if I have a TV with the capabilities to hook up my Sega anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, that Lion King game, man, I do for the life of me do not understand how on earth a child was supposed to figure out that video game. I was playing some levels. I had to go watch it on YouTube to find out. To, like, who knew you had to go back and let go back on the map to go forward? I,
2: you know, I I'm kind of blown away at the same concept how. I was playing um, one of the old Zelda games on N sixty four, and there is no way I would be able to complete this without a walkthrough guide. Without I mean, yeah, back in the day we had Game Pro, off. but
0: Game Pro, what a throwback!
2: Yeah, but I mean, even still, it was—it's so dip- Some of these concepts and walkthroughs are so important, especially with that game, how you
0: mentioned. Yeah, you can't I do it on your own. I don't see it. But I'm pumped that I could just like go back and play, and also they added a rewind feature. So in case you like screw up, you could literally just rewind it a little bit and go back on and try it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy with that. That I for 85 cents, I now have one of my favorite games of all time on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we we move on to pro wrestling, I just wanted to mention DMX. He passed away at the age of 50 years old. Uh, so many good songs. Party Up, X Gone Give It To You, Wear The Hood At, Rough Riders Anthem, No Sunshine, so many more songs. And he was also part of Def Jam Vendetta, which I think might be one of the best wrestling video games of all time. What made you it- like that game? It was just good. It was it was it ran similar to No Mercy, mm-hmm. but like faster. Okay. It was going to be apparently a follow up to WCW Backstage Assault, but then WCW went under. Mm-hmm. So from them going to from Backstage Assault, which I think is an absolutely trash garbage game, to within like I think it was like maybe two or three years to Def Jam Vendetta one of what i legitimately i will say i will go go to bat for this game and say that it is one of the best wrestling video games of all time uh is pretty insane
2: yeah and it's uh you
0: know very but our condolences way- to dmx to his fans family his friends it's a yeah. shame yeah for sure um but moving over to Pro Wrestling Sports Entertainment.
2: Yes. Let's talk about that sports entertainment and get into some Monday Night Raw.
0: Monday Night Nitro. Three McIntyre kicks it off. Just cutting up a uh, fired promo towards Lashley's title reign. Um, We saw Lashley and MVP come out and then Drew McIntyre was just like, let's do it right now. We don't have to wait till WrestleMania, and MVP is like no 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 no. King Corbin comes out and basically just says that he's going to win later on. Kind of I thought was pointless. Mm -hmm. Uh, First match of the evening though, we saw Xavier Woods pick up a victory over AJ Styles. Um, I I go back and forth with this match.
2: (sighs) I don't know. In my, I don't know. In my mind, it it was just a. like it—it it
0: was a filler. filler that wasn't a filler because it was leading to the match. Exactly, but like AJ Styles had Xavier Woods in the in the calf crusher, and he's like writhing in pain. It, like storyline wise, would you want to risk an injury going into WrestleMania to defend your tag titles? Wouldn't you rather just tap out, take the quick loss? I don't know. I mean. That's very true. I see I see what you're what you're saying. I think the spot uh maybe one of the top moments of Monday Night Raw came from this match though, where we saw Kofi Kingston <laughs> grab a microphone, throw it at Amos and like not even phase him. Which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh after that though, we saw Braun Strowman pick up a victory over Elias and Jackson Riker. We saw Braun Strowman cut a promo beforehand, which Shane had a retort for. Um, and I thought this match was going to be a cage match, given the promo was cut inside of a cage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like, I mean, I really don't have anything to say about this match. Uh, a, you had to assume that Braun Strowman was going over.
2: Yeah, there was no way he was going to lose going coming out of this match with WrestleMania around the bend. Um I just hope Shane
0: wins. (laughs) I don't see that happening, but... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Unless Nicholas shows up and uh, helps Braun Strowman or something, helps Shane, I don't know. (laughs) That that would be interesting. Uh, We saw John Morrison and The Miz paint all over Bad Bunny's car. um, And then Bad Bunny went to go look at it. He got jumped by The Miz. Later on, though, we saw Damian Priest and Bad Bunny address the situation, and we get the tag team pitch that we've been waiting for. And Bad Bunny, I think, cut a really good promo.
2: I agree. I, I thought that this was a really heartfelt promo for him, for a guy that is not a pro wrestler. Um, I English thought that- is
0: not his first language.
2: Yes, yes. English is not his first language, but I thought that he rocked it uh, in both English and Spanish. You know, I, I saw on Twitter a lot of people were bad-mouthing it, too. I thought it was a fantastic promo. I agree with you. I, I think that it was a great promo for... Especially considering that it was his first, like,
0: legit wrestling promo. I don't know where his career goes after WrestleMania wrestling wise, but maybe this could be some sort of Pat McAfee-esque match where we're like absolutely blown away. We love that worker punch
2: he had. Yeah, it, it could definitely be. I mean, my, one of my co workers was telling me she's all about, like she knows about ba- bad bunny and I keep on razzing her. How bad bunny is not a rapper anymore, that he's a pro wrestler. Um and she was telling me how I guess Bad Bunny a few months ago or a f- recently maybe said that he wasn't going to be recording music. Well, he's going to take a break from music for a bit. So maybe he does plan on being with WWE for a few more months before jumping back into
0: the recording studio. Yeah, well I I feel like he's um put out like album after album. Mhm. If I'm not mistaken um, it's been literally like 2018, 2019,
2: 2020. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's going to be WrestleMania and that's it. It very well could be, you know, I feel like it's a good send off at WrestleMania and everything. He can pick up the victory with uh priest. And then after that, maybe appear on raw.
0: And then that's really, that's really it. Uh, segment up next though we saw Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler pick up the victory over Asuka and Rhea Ripley WrestleMania opponents I I didn't care about this match
2: I didn't care about this match either but what I did care about was that end of the match where Ripley uh cost pushed, them the match and, Asuka,
0: yeah yeah tossed Asuka to the and then Wolves. Hit a backdrop. Yeah, I So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like could they coexist, but again, it never made sense.
2: It didn't make sense, but I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe it was just one of those things that she intentionally set it up that way. I mean, Oscar didn't accept it. Rhea Ripley is the one that accepted the challenge after she beat down Oscar. Yeah. So, it's possible that well, she I was mean, just looking for a way to beat down,
0: wasn't it just the table throw?
2: Um I don't remember if she attacked her after the table throw. I think it was throw, just a table throw. But heck, even that that table throw mm-hmm. there was no way she was getting back up after that. But even after that, you know, I feel like it works out in this kind of a aspect cuz it also keeps them together for the one week coverage.
0: Yeah. Uh but we saw all the women in the tag team turmoil match confront Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Um, I feel like, I still feel like, even though we'll have that number one contender match, the turmoil match, that on Sunday I feel like Bailey and Charlotte could just still th- uh, show up and get inserted to the match due to how famous they are. Not I, famous, how high I on the hope, ranking system they are. I hope. I hope not. But like I don't, know, I just I can't picture WrestleMania
2: 37 without Bailey. I agree with you. I can't picture or Charlotte. It, I can't picture it without Bailey. Charlotte, I could, um, but like the, I don't they, know if we're gonna get like a, a a ding dong hello segment or what. It could. I mean, honestly, we could fit in a ding dong hello segment, but I don't want Flair and Bailey to be added into this because I feel like if they get added into it, it's pretty much assumed that they're gonna come out as the winners right well mm,
0: uh, well y- you know there's also another team I don't know how if they're in ring shape or not but there's another team that could very well end up being at Wrestlemania in that match just because of again the level that they're at the Steiner brothers and again, I don't know if they're in ring shape not the Steiner brothers oh. The Bella Twins. Once again, no. I don't
2: know. So the problem with the two of those tag teams... Well, why are you throwing out tag teams? Is
0: there a mystery? There's not a mystery. They're literally, the, the tag team turmoil match has one winner and it will lead to a two uh, two versus two match. Okay, but there's no... But because of WrestleMania, because this is the first actual like big event... Yes, takeover had more mm-hmm. fans there, but paying customers um, all around right, so twenty-five thousand people. I'm gonna, WWE, I feel like, is going to put everything into it for pop after pop after pop. I'm gonna—I
2: really don't want to see it because I feel like if you insert any of those, they kind of are going to win the turmoil pretty easily. And the problem but, with that is the—the the reason
0: I really hate that is, but it's not because the turmoil match. I'm saying they could show up on Sunday mm-hmm. and just be in the the singles tag team match. Yeah,
2: I, and I really don't want to see that because, in my opinion, I feel like that's an automatic victory because of who they are. And I think that this that's going to discredit. Um, first off, I think Nia ja- I don't think there needs to be a third tag team thrown into there. And <laughs> what about a fourth? Come on. <laughs> no, but but the big so my big problem with that is. You have all these other tag teams that are trying to make a name for themselves, and now we're going to revert back to established names uh, as tag team champions instead of giving someone like the Riot Squad or um, or Natalya and Tamina or any of the – or even Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, you, you know, like one of these tag teams that are up and coming, that are young, that need some sort of a breakout in order to – just some sort of a step up and if charlotte and bailey get thrown into there or even the bella twins get thrown into there that's gonna not provide one of these tag teams that really do need that step up to get to that next level and i think it's more important to get those superstars up to that next level hmm make make sense
0: well yeah i i don't disagree with you yeah i just have hopes <laughs> like, I, as much as I would not want to see Charlotte again go on to win the tag team championships, I would not mind if she's with bailey because of the history there. I'm just going to hope they're if the horse women. I'm just
2: going to go with I hope that there's a ding dong hello segment with Kenny Omega.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know, there's no, there's also no, Becky Lynch, open. Becky Lynch posting some teasing uh posts on, I believe, Instagram with her. Her, uh, I don't, I forget what they're called, English wise, but you you spell words going down, and she spelled out night one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. hmm
2: Don't think that's gonna happen, but <laughs> maybe she'll uh, come out to the ring with Seth Rollins. Um, uh, I or doubt. Maybe that. she'll be in. She'll help Cesaro win. That'd be interesting and very confusing
0: for their newborn child too. <laughs> Uh, Back to Monday Night Raw, (laughs) though. We saw Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander threaten MVP. And then we saw Bobby Lashley defeat Cedric. Shelton uh, and Cedric jumped Lashley before the match. And then Shelton helped out during the match and jumped Lashley after the match. Lashley came out on top. Hmm. I don't know I still dislike the Hurt Business split Hurt uh, Business I think is no more And it was very confusing for Smackdown as well But we'll get to that um, The next match though We saw Riddle pick up the victory over Mustafa Ali With Sheamus on commentary I thought it was a decent match back and forth With uh, the submission moves Mm-hmm I don't really think it helped to hype up the match at WrestleMania, though, with Sheamus and Riddle. I agree with
2: you. And I, the birds, I finally noticed them and stuff. I guess I missed, missed it on the last time that with the kickoff of the sandals. But it is way too overly done and stupid and pathetic and makes no sense.
0: I don't know. if Well, I wouldn't say it makes no sense. I don't know if the... I don't know if it's like a euphemism for "hey, we get so high we're birds" or something like that. And how stupid is that? Well, there were wasn't there like a lot of weed references on. When is there
2: not a weed weed reference with
0: uh, Riddle? Yeah. Main event though, we saw three McIntyre pick up a victory over SmackDown's King Corbin. Good match. I'm not surprised. MVP was on commentary asking King Corbin about wanting to go to WrestleMania but why does an MVP want to take out McIntyre and go to WrestleMania um, and I never understood this match because which, which MVP pointed out afterwards saying that it was never about beating McIntyre it was just about taking him out mm-hmm So MVP handed him his cane, and he went to go use it, but McIntyre hit him with the Claymore. But that match really just didn't make sense to me. I enjoyed the match, but... Yeah. And then Lashley came out for a stare down. To end Monday Night Raw. Um, Next up,
2: we had the WWE Hall of Fame taking place on Tuesday night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was uh confirmed 100% that Titus O'Neil received the Warrior Award for the class of 2020. Did I mean, we not like, know who was going to get it? We so last week there were rumors of it because he was um all like the the news sites posted about it but it was never confirmed by WWE until after we recorded.
2: But now like for 2020 why didn't they announce it? Is the Warrior Award usually not announced?
0: There were still weeks the same thing happened with um, William Shatner. Mm-hmm. There were still weeks before uh, WrestleMania was canceled with COVID, where they didn't know if what what was going to happen with the Hall of Fame, and then the Hall of Fame was going to be pushed back to SummerSlam. But then we still weren't allowed to do hmm. anything due to
2: COVID. Yeah, well, Titus O'Neil, um, he one hundred he deserves it. As I mean he's a hard worker and look what he's done he's done from the, for the company you know besides getting uh trying to attack Vince McMahon um inappropriately Hug. after a segment but besides but, that besides and this, that he's done great this makes so
0: much sense also that um that he was going to be the 2020 inductee because it was in Tampa it was supposed to be in Tampa mm-hmm. last year as well mhm so But as for the class of 2021, it was announced that WWE employee Rich Herring, long, long time employee, currently he's the senior vice president of government relations and risk management. Um, But he started his career in WWE under Vincent J. McMahon over 50 years ago. Now,
2: this is, in my opinion,
0: what the Warrior Award
2: is all about.
0: Yeah, this is uh, under exactly what Ultimate Warrior said in his speech to recognize the guys and and women that we don't, like, maybe we don't know their names. We don't know their faces. But they help ran, they help to run the company, whether it be crew, whether it be anything else, like office, I guess, perhaps Mm -hmm. you'd say? Yeah. Um, But... A cool fact that i thought was cool <laughs> about rich was that he was also the guy that presided over the macho man and elizabeth wedding at summerslam very interesting yeah very um, cool. we also had the legacy classes of 2020 and 2021 where part of me feels like maybe they split them up because they're normally a bigger class mm-hmm. um but for class of 2020 we had ray the crippler stevens Brickhouse Brown, Dr. Death Steve Williams, Baron Michelle Leone, and Gary Hart. And for twenty twenty one, there's Dick the Bruiser, Pez Watley, uh Buzz Sawyer, Ethel Johnson, and Paul Bosch. They um they did use footage of Sandy Parker instead of Ethel Johnson though. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Gotta uh, get not it. Many,
0: not many people are talking about that.
2: Gotta edit that on the uh replays. But Um, I think
0: it's pretty cool. Um, Dr. Death, I think, stands out the most as somebody who could have been inducted without. Well, no, because I don't even want to say that. Because, like, Ray Stevens, Dick the Bruiser.
2: I think that Steve Williams could definitely have been inducted on his own for his accolades. But WWE, I feel so bad for Steve Williams. Yeah, very much so. You know, he got so messed over by a stupid, arrogant bet. Uh Well, you know, but Steve Williams, he's a—he's great. I mean, of course, I'm going to be a little bit more close to Steve Williams out of all these names because he's one of the names that I... Well, yeah, he's,
0: of everybody in this, he's more closest to our generation. Exactly. So, of course, if we speak about memories and stuff, it's going to
2: be related to Steve Williams. I mean, Gary Hart, I just know from um promos and stuff about how he was um really an amazing
0: manager and all right and I still like I don't there I feel like there's no criteria for the legacy inductees I feel like the legacy award is
2: just one of the some of the older wrestlers that
0: yeah, I but don't... then Steve Williams is like Steve Williams and Luna are two that were just like hmm mm-hmm. I don't get it. I feel yeah. like they could have been inducted on their own, but I'm still like regardless of that, I'm happy for the inductees. Oh yeah, even no, though they yeah. don't they don't even contact the families for the legacy inductees, which I think is weird. Really? Yeah.
1: How and don't...
0: I certainly don't think they get like the families wouldn't get a ring or anything, I don't think. I hope they do. I really don't think they do. I mean,
2: I'm sure they have to get no, some sort of approval. No, I don't think approval. they do.
0: I don't think they do. What makes you say that? Because uh, every time there's... Like, uh, I remember when Bruiser Brody was inducted, his wife said, like, she, was, she didn't know until after it happened. Mm-hmm. So... I really don't think they contact anybody. I hope that that's maybe, I don't know. And also this year when I was, so literally I saw one person tweet about that Ethel Johnson thing. And then like a few more started to tweet about it. But one of the people claimed to be the, the, um, the granddaughter of, and said like they did not contact us and they 100% used the wrong footage. Mhm. So I don't think they contact people in the legacy. That's so that's way. kind of crummy and Yeah. I'm guessing somebody
2: is uh getting fired. I don't think so. Off I don't off of that error. I don't era? Know about that. Off of a production error like that.
0: That is a huge I production error that's definitely worth firing over. Um, but as for speeches go, I really liked Molly, Holly, and Kane putting over the crew. Mm-hmm. They had such, they had like five minutes perhaps. Kane had the longest, but uh, they, they really did not have a lot of time. And to take time away from other parts of your career that you could talk about to put over the crew, I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I liked Eric Bischoff mentioning, uh, doing a three-minute warning reference. (laughs) And honestly, for what it's worth, for what this year was, I really enjoyed it.
2: Mm -hmm. And it was cool seeing uh, uh, Harry Smith there, too.
0: Yeah. I just wish that the speeches were longer. I know Molly Holly put out a longer speech. Mm -hmm. The Bella Twins have their own show, their own podcast, where they were able to Thank people that you're not allowed to thank? Like who? On their speech, like Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. So Which I, I still will never understand why. I think it's because
2: it's a hum it's either a humble aspect or like, you know, a modest modest aspect. Or it's just a way to still keep him behind the scenes without being the center, because realistically, if he was being thanked, every single
0: inductee is going to thank Vince McMahon. Right. My friend texted me. He goes, why did Ozzy – why was Ozzy the only person to thank Vince and Triple H? I was like, well, because they're actually not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> and he, pr- he probably didn't get the memo. Well, I think I, – I feel like if you're a celebrity, you're in a different – I don't know. Mass. I don't think so. No, I think so. I think you're allowed to if you're a celebrity because you're, you're, As any I don't other want to say you're above WWE, that? but you're kind of above WWE. I don't know. No other celebrity done that, I think. Uh, no, I would have to, there's no way Trump didn't thank the McMahons. I don't know. But, and I feel like did Shatner not mention the McMahons? I don't know. Maybe mm. just mention Lawler. That was it. I don't know, but let's get on to some
2: WWE NXT Takeover
0: Stand in Stand and Deliver. Deliver Night 1. On the kickoff show, which is no longer going to be available on Peacock for some reason. They just for some reason. Love editing out the kickoff shows they have a fetish or something i don't know i think it doesn't make sense to me thank
2: goodness you know i think that the kickoff show at this rate there is no point for a kickoff show just put it as the official show
0: well i i think it gets people hyped up about it and and mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it's kind of not but like for wrestlemania it would make sense but in this era perhaps not But um, we did have a live crowd, a a bigger live crowd. Of course, invite only. But on the kickoff show, we saw Zoe Stark pick up a huge victory over Tony Storm. Mickey James was on commentary on uh, the kickoff shows for, for both nights, which I thought was cool. But this is a huge win. Oh, yeah. This is her first takeover win. Especially, although I don't know if they count that as a takeover win, but especially because it's over Tony Storm, who's incredibly world-traveled. Yeah, she's, I mean, she is a vet. And she's a former champion herself, so... It's only up for Zoe Stark. Yeah. As for the actual show, we heard Nita Strauss perform The Star-Spangled Banner to open up the show, and I thought it was cool, um, Alice Cooper tweeted out saying something about WrestleMania and how he knows about WrestleMania and or weekend or something, because he was with uh, Jake Roberts during WrestleMania and she's in his band. So that's awesome. I'm sure Alice Cooper knows all about WrestleMania. Well, I mean, he's, he's been part of WrestleMania. Maybe he just wants his own induction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the first match of the evening, we saw Pete Dunn pick up the victory over Kushida. Man. Oh, man. Great opener. But, so, this, everyone, I think a lot of people, I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people were saying this match could probably steal WrestleMania weekend. Ah. WrestleMania week. And I didn't think, I don't think it was a match stealer that everyone thought it would be, but I still enjoyed it. Mm Mm-hmm. We got to see that Muda running spot again with the knee that that Kushida did because the entrance ramp was connected to the ring. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I just I liked this match. It was good. Pete Dunne Now we find out he claims to be the best technical wrestler in the world. Who does he go to next? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, it's a toughie. After this, we had the um Gauntlet Eliminator match. We saw Isaiah Swerve Scott attack Leon Ruff during his entrance, um, and then they they did the 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 second rope power bomb reversal Hurricane Rana spot, which I think might have been perhaps an homage to Rey Mysterio and Hoventude. Mm-hmm. Not positive, but uh, we saw Bronson Reed come out, do uh, a double German suplex spot, which I thought was cool. Cameron Grimes. Tried to pay Isaiah Swerve Scott to uh, not beat him up, which Swerve took the money and it didn't last. And the first person we saw out was Leon Ruff, eliminated by Swerve. I think that that's predictable. We saw Dexter Loomis enter. Um, Cameron Grimes was scared of him, of course. But the final... Person to come out, L.A. Knight, enters, cuts a promo, Um, a bunch of stuff. We saw Loomis uh, had Grimes locked in silence. L.A. Knight pins him. That was my pick to win. I and was Loomis surprised was by that. I-, I was so disappointed that Loomis was eliminated from that. Yeah. Um, But we saw Bronson Reed take L.A. Knight out. And, uh, Loomis ends up locking him in silence anyways. And then Isaiah Swerve Scott eliminated Cameron Grimes. Swerve hits that power slam on Bronson Reed on the apron, which I thought was great while Bronson Reed was on the top rope. And then Bronson Reed hit that tsunami to win and move on to night two to face Johnny Gargano. That tsunami is nasty. I just wish they would incorporate Thick Thick Boom. It just makes so much sense. <laughs> Next up, though, we saw Walter pick up the victory over Tommaso Ciampa to retain the NXT UK Championship. What a match. Yeah. We saw a lot of chops in this match. I mean, the we saw Walter chop the table in half. <laughs> the commentary tabletop or whatever you want to call that. That I, I've definitely never seen that before from my memory, at least. Um, Champa hit the fairy tale ending on Walter, which was, I think impressive, but Walter comes out on top Imperium. All four of them stood there. Um, and yeah, it was pretty good. Walter um, then moved on to NXT UK prelude. Which we'll, we'll get to.
2: Yeah. It was a really great match, Uh fun match, and Walter coming out on top. Next up, we had another vignette, another hype video for
0: Frankie Monet. So now I'm starting to think maybe you were right. <laughs> <laughs> so, that maybe the dog's name is not Frankie Monet, and Taya Valkyrie's new name will be Frankie Monet.
2: Yeah, I think it's safe to say, and she's going to be appearing on that, NXT episode on Tuesday.
0: Yes. First Tuesday, or not, well, first, uh, uh, we've seen Tuesday NXTs before, but Mm -hmm. for an actual lineup spot. Yeah. Next match, though, we saw MSK pick up the victory over the Grizzled Young Veterans and Legato Del Fantasma to become the new NXT Tag Team Champions. MSK won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They won the tag team titles now. I think it's an amazing victory for them. I was still definitely pulling for Grizzled Young Veterans, but I would have been happy with either three, any of these teams winning them. Um, I'm going to disagree. Which, who would you not have been?
2: I would have... You're probably
0: going to say Legato. Uh,
2: them and MSK. I think Why that this you should have with been SK gri-
0: winning though, because it, what are you
2: gonna say? It's predictable. No, grizzled young vets should have won this victory. Well, they should have won this match. It was an it was a great back and forth match. It was amazing. You didn't know who was gonna come out on top, but I think grizzled young vets should have picked up the victory. Every single, t- the only thing that they're showing us is that every time grizzled young vets have the opportunity to do something to just show us hey they are here they mean business they don't they don't pull through they they drop the ball they choke they do not make it dude they do not win and i think grizzled young vets deserve some respect
0: yeah i liked um there was at least a callback to wesley's broken hand at one point with the i think it was with the grizzled young veterans and the match even came down to MSK and the Grizzled Young Veterans going, squaring off with each other. That was the finals of the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic, and yeah. I, I, unfortunately, it wasn't the Grizzled Young Veterans there. But again, I'm very happy for MSK. Of course, I mean, we're happy for MSK, but I really want to see Grizzled Young Vets. Stephanie McMahon was there, shown with the newest signee to NXT. Sorry, which is uh, cool that she's finally made it to the United States, and we'll see what comes from her, hopefully soon. Yeah. Uh, the main event, though, Raquel Gonzalez picks up the victory over Io Shirai to become the new NXT Women's Champion. What an an awesome match! Dakota Kai got involved in front of the referee, which I thought should have been a disqualification right then and there, but she ends up, uh, getting tossed from ringside and yeah, this match was awesome. Of course, EO found something to jump off of that being the skull on the entrance. Yeah. And that was a great spot. They went through, um,
2: no, that was the other match. Um, they had so many good, awesome spots in this match. Raquel Gonzalez deserves this victory.
0: Somebody I saw on Twitter pointed out that Io Shirai, um, I don't know if she won the championship on the first live Wednesday show Mm -hmm. and then lost the championship on the last live Wednesday show. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a cool little tidbit. But yeah, hats off to Raquel Gonzalez, and I'm pumped to see Tuesday. All right. Totally agree with you. NXT UK prelude, I thought was maybe going to be a little bit more of like a, a takeover feel, but it was more so just like a normal event. But we saw Tyler Bate pick up the victory over Noam Dar to become the number one contender for the heritage cup, which was obviously, uh, fought under the heritage cup rules. Shaw Samuels and Trent seven were in, uh, each person's corner, and I thought it was a really good match. We saw Mako Satamora team up with Amelia McKenzie to defeat Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray, the champion. Um, the one part that I thought was weird was Mako stopping Kaylee Ray from breaking up the pin, but it didn't seem like Kaylee Ray even cared about breaking up the pin, or maybe she was afraid of Mako Satamora, perhaps. Um, but after the match, we saw Aoife Valkyrie come out, place a feather down while staring Miko, Miko Satomura down. So I assume we're going to be seeing that match coming up. And then the main event, Walter picked up the victory over Rampage Brown to retain the NXT UK championship. Um, definitely not at the same level of excitement that Champa was the night before. But it was still a very good hard-hitting match. Um, something though, that I thought was funny that they had, we, we saw Amir Jordan backstage during the event, looking for Kenny Williams, but on the TV screen there, they had WWE network pulled up. So based off of what was listed as new, I think this whole show was filmed back in February. That's really interesting. <laughs> And like, I, I went, I was like watching it. And I quickly paused it when I saw the WWE Network up and I was like, wait a minute. I could like tell when this was filmed for, for what it says up there. And it was the APA thing that, that gave it away. That's really cool. That's good. So, eyes. Yeah. Good eyes. Did you hear that story by the way, with uh, the NXT UK championship this week? No, I did not. So back in January, 2020, do you remember Walter had his car broken into and the championship was stolen? vaguely while he was in Chicago for a show. And uh, this past week, apparently somebody was buying the title. I think they said for 20 to $30 or something, and then realized that it was the championship. I don't really understand how that makes sense. Like, I don't know how you just like realize that it was the actual title that was stolen Mm-hmm. So he contacted WWE and, um, I guess he wanted to give it, give the title back to them. And in, in exchange, he just got a signed title from DX. Wow. He got ripped. Which, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't really make sense either because it's like a sign. I don't think even, I don't, I really don't even think Walter, the longest reigning champion of this modern era. I don't know if Walter signed it. I'm pretty sure it was just Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And mm-hmm. it was a UK championship replica. Yeah, he, brother got rooked. Well, moving over to NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2. We saw Killian Dane and Drake Maverick pick up the victory over Breezango to become number one contenders.
3: Boo. What the
0: absolute hell was this? First of all, I want to put over the fact that Brizongo WrestleMania weekend in Tampa, Florida, came out dressed as Pirates. Pop Yes. That.
2: They they dressed up as Paul
0: Burchill, and it was great. What the hell, though? No explanation as to where Killian Dane has been.
2: And he Last doesn't we turn saw, on
0: Drake Maverick was going after Imperium for kidnapping him. And he doesn't turn on him. But I don't even care about turning on him. That's not like we still have. Now that they're number one contenders, that could happen in the match yeah i don't know if we're gonna end up seeing killian dane join imperium or what but we don't know what there's there was just like a gap we don't know where dane's been Mm -hmm. moving over to the actual show though we saw poppy open the show miss uh miss quickly becoming miss nxt outside of uh professional wrestling wise musician wise Mm-hmm. Um, which I would have loved to have seen some backstage segment with her and Dexter Loomis at some point in this career of hers in WWE because they're both pretty similar and like creepy mm-hmm. status wise. First match, though, we saw Santos Escobar pick up the victory over Jordan Devlin to become the uh unified cruiserweight champion or the undisputed cruiserweight champion, I guess you would say. In uh, a yeah, ladder I, I match,
2: would, I would go with undisputed, yeah.
0: Uh, legado del fantasma got involved but he like okay you could go back now you can go to the back i'm good yeah a ton of great spots off of the ladder that the ending spot devlin taking that huge bump off the ladder yeah i thought this was a great match and it's two two heels facing off yeah two heels in this match but the crowd chose santos escobar yeah
2: you know, I'm always a, I am always all for heel versus heel. I know you hate it, but hey, bring on heel versus heel. Bring on face versus face. But next up, talking well, about faces, it, but... you had Shotzi and Ember pick up the victory over the way to retain the tag team championships.
0: Um, Not the outcome that I wanted, but you know. I don't see any other outcome. I was completely fine with this. This is the one I picked going into it. Um, yeah, I, I, pop, I totally get it. Big pop for me during the match. Ember Moon hitting the shake, rattle, and roll for mm-hmm. for Road Dog. I thought was cool. Yeah, um, we saw that that uh, Dominator and Cutter spot. I thought was cool also. It and felt then, like this uh, match was quick. Yeah, somewhat. We saw the double eclipse and the ball pit to to pick up the victory. Mm-hmm. After that, in the crowd with Stephanie McMahon, we saw Gable Stevenson. Um. I think now, technically, he is an Olympian, right?
2: Yeah, he uh, qualified for the Olympics officially. So he is going to be representing Team USA at the Olymp- Olympics for wrestling. The elimination
0: Chamber? Huh? I said at the Elimination Chamber? Yeah. Um,
2: and, yeah, and his- I mean, he's the NCAA champion. So
0: I think... Scouted, that- scouted by Paul Heyman.
2: Yeah, and he has the
0: support and backing of Brock Lesnar. He has the support of a lot of people. I mean, yes, okay, so before we even say of, like, a lot of people, you mentioned Brock Lesnar. He's sparred with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was a golden gopher. Gable Steveson was a golden gopher.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Brock Lesnar always went to University of Minnesota to train with the wrestlers there. Um, even when I went to wrestling camp up there, uh, When I went to wrestling camp up there back in 2003, I think they the wrestlers that were on the wait, team. At does the, that make sense? Yeah. Well, at the time he he was with I think he was with Paul Heyman at the time for the first run.
0: So when I was but, oh but wait 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 uh-huh. did you when we met Brock Lesnar did you not tell him that story or no that was way before?
2: I don't remember. I really I don't remember that aspect, hmm. but so the wrestlers up there were, would would say like that Brock Lesnar was in town, uh, and he was hanging out with them the other day, or something like that. Like he was coming around often, so then after knowing that, you always hear about Brock Lesnar going down to the team and training with them in the room and everything like that, and so I guess there's a connection with him in. Uh, Gable, especially with Gable being the heavyweight and Lesnar being up there too. Um, so, Gable
0: doing a bunch of stuff that we would not see Brock Lesnar doing though. Uh,
2: but, that cartwheel into a backflip <laughs> and nailing that with a perfect 10. You know, it's incredible with his size
0: to be able to do that. But and, uh, yeah, he's like Kurt Angle's put him over, Triple H H's put him over. Uh, his brother, Bobby, I think is even rumored to already be training at the performance center. Now we just need
2: another fellow gopher to uh, teach him to how to do that off the top turnbuckle. <laughs> you know, Shelton Benjamin with that awesome flip that he does off the top.
0: You know, yeah. got to get in there. So so he qualifies for the Olympics. Where does he, like, which Olympics is it? Uh, Japan. Oh, it's already this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Qualified oh, wow. for Japan. So, so, and they're and I I assume they're doing it. We saw Okada with the the torch. Yeah, and for a while you didn't know where Gable was gonna end up. I mean, let's
2: I mean he's not officially signed to WWE. No, but on the it,
0: Triple H Triple H said, "Let's see where the Olympics go first, at least."
2: Exactly, but on like the NCAA finals, the commentating team brought up. Uh, Brock Lesnar brought up how Gable is a huge WWE fan and how they're watching him. But then they also said how the NFL is watching Gable as well. And and after the finals, they usually interview the winner. And they interviewed Gable and they asked him, they were like, WWE, NFL, what's the next step? Like, what's next for you? And he just kayfabe them and just said, you know, I'm very grateful to be here and all of that stuff. And we'll see what
0: happens. Yeah, and Triple H on the the media call after Takeover was just like, he's he's not signed with us. He has the Olympics to look forward to. He's just here. He wanted to come out with his. I think said. I think he said father. Mm-hmm. Just as a fan, he wanted to watch Takeover. He wanted to watch WrestleMania. So, well, not so. every NCAA wrestler gets that opportunity. <laughs> So when you're scouted by Paul Heyman, perhaps you do
1: <laughs> the is... last,
0: I mean, I don't, I mean, Parker Bordeaux, whatever. He's not a, uh, he wasn't a wrestler, right? He was a football player that I'm not too sure. I would have to look or board Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a football player and he was scouted by Paul Heyman. So, and he got signed. So we'll see what happens with him too. Yeah, for sure. But the next match, we saw Johnny Gargano in, um, oh, I'm going to forget it right now. The, the Iron Man gear. I forget what the name was called. The second Iron Man gear. Warhammer? No, no, no. Uh, Mark. that's How could I forget that? It was Mark too. <laughs> Um I think it was Mark II at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Gargano picking up the victory over Bronson Reed to retain the NXT North American Championship. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that
2: Reed was going to pick up the victory.
0: Yeah, I, f- I felt like it was his night, but yeah, we saw the the cool razor's edge into the ring from the ramp. Um, Austin Theory ends up putting Johnny Gargano's foot on the rope. Bronson Reed takes him out using Johnny Gargano, which I thought was cool. Yeah. We saw Bronson Reed miss that Bam Bam Salt and then two fi- uh one final beats to lose. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, next
2: up, next up, you had, Karrion Cross pick up the victory over Finn Balor to become the new
0: NXT champion. I'm not disappointed. I'm just wishing that Finn Balor won.
2: Well, let's face it. I mean, this could go into the entire aspect where Cross was saying that he's he may need the the demon. You know, and Finn Balor did not pull out the demon inside of him, and maybe if he did, he would have picked up the victory. But he did not, and Karrion Cross defeated him. And I think that Karrion Cross picking up the victory was more important than Finn Balor picking up the victory. Even though well, I know, I mean, last my week we spoke my
0: victory of Finn Balor revolved around Karrion Cross going up to Monday Night Raw yeah. to challenge Drew McIntyre if Drew McIntyre wins. Yeah, um, there goes that. I thought at one point when Karen cross was doing like dishing out those hard elbows, Mm -hmm. I thought that was going to be it. I thought the ref was going to call it, but then he, he picks him up. He hits the, the running forearm picks up the victory. I think perhaps maybe we'll see Finn Balor and Walter. Finally, that could be The, the NXT takeover UK takeover match that never happened. Yeah. Why not? Now, okay, if you don't do it now, do
2: you save it for the main stage? Well the, the... No Walter's champion. I know, but the, or do you save that for like a WrestleMania match on like the main
0: card? Oh, well, I don't see Walter I That's mean, I can't while. say I don't see Walter holding the title till next year, but mm-hmm. who knows? I we have no I have no idea as to who will possibly dethrone Walter.
2: Uh I have no clue either. And I think that... So what happened... I guess NXT... I mean, Finn Balor, you have to go there. I think one thing that uh, Karrion Cross has shown us with his matches with Finn Balor, matches with Santos Escobar, matches with Bronson Reed, uh, Karrion Cross is showing us how great of a pro wrestler he is because of how diverse he is in the ring, where he's able to put on a great match with... Um, all different types of wrestlers and make them look like superb matches. So I think that's a huge quality to have with him.
0: Yeah. Main event though, an unsanctioned match. Kyle O'Reilly picked up the victory over Adam Cole. Um, Before we talk about the actual matches, I don't, I mean, I don't mind Kyle O'Reilly's new theme. Mm -hmm. it's just kind of generic, but Adam Cole's new theme song sucks. Yeah. He even, he missed the spot with the boom. It's all out of sync. Yeah, it,
2: it was weird. You're listening to it for like the boom spot. And there really, there is no, it was like, it was like
0: under tone boom. Yeah. There is no boom spot. There's no, no, there is a boom spot. It's just buried. It's not, well, I
2: mean, yeah, it's so buried that you don't even notice it. I, I, I'm gonna miss that
0: shock the system. Yeah. If this one just opens up with like Cole where it might as well just be like the entrance music to Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. (laughs) Um but man, this match this I thought this was fantastic. I agree. This was
2: exactly what I wanted it to be. It was it was awesome.
0: Kyle punching that chair into Adam Cole's face. I thought was cool.
2: Yeah, there was moments where Adam Cole was just demolishing Kyle O'Reilly, too. I love the The, chain um, spots.
0: Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly brought a chain into this match. We don't really see a chain involved in wrestling matches these days. Um, But Adam Cole, as soon as it was introduced, hit a neckbreaker on it. But then we saw also spots like that clothesline spot. Where where Adam Cole pulled the chain and basically clotheslined Kyle O'Reilly with it. Yeah, he hit the backcracker with it. Um, we saw Adam Cole go for a modified concerto with Kyle's neck in the chair, but but knocked the referee out. The ref was begging him not to hit the move, hit the move. He hits the Panama Sunrise. No referee. Referee's knocked out. In a fantasy booking world, it would have been Shawn Michaels running down there, <laughs> where he eventually gives Kyle O'Reilly the victory, and then that starts a feud between Shawn Michaels and uh, Adam and Cole. Adam Cole. Next takeover, huge match, Shawn Michaels, legendary Mr. Hall of Fame, two-time inductee to the Hall of Fame. Not going to happen. Not happening. But we saw Kyle O'Reilly locked the guillotine uh, on Adam Cole, and then they both went through the entrance ramp. To which, uh, after they climbed out, or after Adam Cole climbed out, he super kicked the stage to break it open, which I thought was cool. Nah. I, I really liked Kyle O'Reilly using the last shot.
2: Yeah, and, it's very uh, fitting.
0: Yeah, and then we saw that, that knee drop with the chain wrapped around onto um, onto the chair. And we didn't see any involvement from anybody else. Yeah, I was expecting perhaps Bobby Fish, um, Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong said last week, I'm
2: done. Yeah, uh, that I think is the most surprising aspect of this match is that there was no involvement from Bobby Fish or Roderick Strong, specifically Roderick Strong.
0: And... But I guess we don't really need it to happen. Then it was like, perhaps that's probably for the best. Yeah, I agree. I think that it was a, an excellent match on its own. And we'll see where this leads to on... Tuesday. Yeah. Well, that was NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. We are going to take a quick break right now and hear from Manscaped, and we'll be right back
1: here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shaved up, making sure Trevy looks clean and fresh, and-, and you get a nick, get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it- it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. So essentially. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels vs. The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, so that way you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my Mora 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code Regardless, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Regardless, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner
0: to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back on Marking Out episode 531. Head over to manscaped.com and use that code regardless. Get yourself 20% off in free shipping. Buy some t-shirts, buy anything up there. They have so much stuff for sale. It's not just uh grooming gimmicks.
2: Yeah, just you know, go there,
0: use the code, buy stuff. Yeah, and then you could cut it out. Whoa. <laughs> moving over to SmackDown though we it was the final SmackDown at Tropicana Field by the way uh, I believe they're already the Tampa Bay gimmicks are already using the field as of tonight mm. um, but it was dubbed Wrestlemania SmackDown we saw Daniel Bryan speak about um, how basically his whole career everybody's said no but he's always said yes I thought it was a great fired-up promo.
2: I agree with you. Great opener for SmackDown.
0: First match we were going to see started with a backstage brawl. It turns into a brawl on the stage. And then we turned into the actual match where the Dirty Dogs picked up a victory over the Alpha Academy, the Mysterios, and the Street Profits to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It was a fun match with a fun ending. I like that chaos theory with the frog splash combo and then uh, Robert Roode tagging himself in to steal the victory. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw Bianca Belair backstage basically just saying she was going to defeat Sasha Banks, which later on, Sasha Banks uh, had like a... She refuted, I guess you would say, Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. But it was announced that night one... At WrestleMania, they will be in that final slot. They will main event WrestleMania, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Huge, huge, huge news. The only thing I don't like from this is them talking about how this is Bianca Belair's first WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. She was in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 34 on the kickoff show. I count that as WrestleMania. If I... Was a pro wrestler and, and Oz, as far as I got, was the kickoff show on WrestleMania. You're damn right I'm telling people I was at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we saw a segment where Big E took us on, on a tour of Tampa, his hometown. And he even mentioned how he played high school football at Raymond James Stadium, which I thought was so cool. This promo was awesome. I would love for Big E to do, like, tours of Tampa. Mm -hmm. I loved this segment. I, and it was also announced. It was also announced that Wale is going to be uh, performing Biggie's theme song live.
2: Yeah. I I thought that this promo was so sometimes Biggie's promos aren't that good. Sometimes they are good. You know, like he had that one promo where it sounded like he was just gasping for air. Um, like there was one a few weeks ago where me and you just didn't get where it sounded like he was trying a little bit too hard. Um, but this promo was awesome and I love like you said, I loved how he kind of took the viewer to where it all started for him and explained the significance of WrestleMania for him and why the location is so significant for him, how it was how he was there for his all star game in uh for high school and just really awesome promo.
0: Yeah. After that, we saw Tamina pick up the victory over Nia Jax via disqualification. Um, Shayna Baszler got involved, and then Natalia and Tamina came out on top. But the actual match itself, that backhand at the top of the match from Tamina. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But after this, we saw the Riot Squad interviewed backstage. Billy, Kay, and Carmella were also there. And then all the other teams showed up. They brawl. And Tamina and Natalia came out on top. I guess
2: Natalia I can get behind in a tag team.
0: So Tamina, by the way, aside from the twenty four seven championship, she has not won anything. She has been there for a long time. Which is wild. We I believe she managed the Usos at WrestleMania when we went at WrestleMania 28. I believe so. and if not, there was definitely prior to that as well, but yeah, she, you know,
2: never has been, I guess you have to give her credit for that too, you know, sticking around for the company for such a period of time without even being given that sort of a shot. literally
0: over 10 years.
2: Yeah, so I think you have to really respect that aspect. She was out for a long time with injuries, though, too. Yeah. But that doesn't negate the longevity of that.
0: And Natalia, she's been there since... Has to be, like, 2007, at least. 2008, perhaps, was when she she came up to maybe SmackDown.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So... I mean, obviously, we've seen natalia as as divas champion we've seen her as the smackdown women's champion yeah so it could be interesting to see her um yeah she she made her she made her roster
2: debut april 4th 20
0: uh 2008 yeah uh natalia um but then we saw a political attack ad against Cesaro from Seth Rollins, which I thought was funny. This was great. I, so I was
2: actually marking out for this aspect, so, which is totally out of my realm, I guess. But I marked out for the promos. Marked out for DeBry, Marked out big for Big E. And for a follow-up, I marked out huge for this one, too. And that's sort of really rare for me because I don't watch promos. I don't care for promos, um, or at least for specific ones. But this SmackDown, each promo gripped me in and made me want to watch it. So I thought that was awesome.
0: Speaking of promos, we had Edge come out. speak about everything he's accomplished and everything he's wanted to do in wrestling, he did except for retire the way he wanted to.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: he countered what Daniel Bryan said about how this could be his last mania by basically saying that this could also be his final WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought this was a really good promo from edge. Fired. And if it's not Roman reigns winning, I feel like it has to be like Daniel Bryan going over edge or edge going over Daniel Bryan. There's a story there.
2: Yeah. And he was totally fired up in this sitting on the chair, which is
0: in the ring. It was awesome. Uh, we did see a backstage segment really quickly. I really didn't understand it, um, but I have a theory, perhaps. Okay, we let's see. So Adam theory. Pierce and Sonya Deville backstage. Sonya Deville just basically saying how she didn't think it was fair that the Dirty Dogs had to defend their titles against three other teams. And she also said that it should really just be Roman Reigns versus Edge at WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, that was really weird, too. and it looked like Adam Pearce was like entertaining it too.
0: Uh, yes, that got me nervous. Yes, that did look like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but and it's weird though because like the Dirty Dogs match already happened. Um, I thought she was gonna pitch. Like, it's not fair that they're not on WrestleMania. They should defend their titles against whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe though. Maybe she's getting fired, and we're going to see her back in the ring soon. Huh. Wait, so why would you think that she would be fired? Well, because she's just, like, pushing her, like, negative thoughts, I guess, on Adam Pierce. I don't like that you did this. I don't like that you did this.
3: Hmm. Okay.
0: Interesting. Uh, or maybe she takes over as like the actual person in charge. Could be a takeover. After that, though, we saw footage air from earlier in the week of Sammy Zayn going to Logan Paul, where he was sparring with his brother, Jake Paul. Losers. Sammy Zane ended up getting locked out. And uh, then he showed up on SmackDown, basically yelling at Michael Cole for showing that footage. And then Adam, uh, not Adam Cole. Uh, and then I almost said Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> Kevin Owens uh, attacked Sami Zayn from behind, and they they brawled a little bit. Um, and then we had the, the main event of the evening, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for the first time. Heath Slater not included. The trophy, though, did it not look super yellow this year instead of, like, gold? I don't know. It looked weird to me, but I, this match was kind of bizarre what makes you say that And not in a good way so i didn't understand everybody going after the hurt business Mm -hmm. even more so i did not understand everybody listening to mustafa ali to do so including t-bar including mace and including slapjack
3: Mm -hmm.
0: later on mustafa ali eliminated mace and t-bar slapjack was eliminated before that i believe not even like included in that segment i don't know what they're doing with the hurt business i did not understand what they were doing with retribution there yeah we saw Kalisto try to do like a lucha house party reunion and uh grand Metalik and lince dorado eliminated him and then grand Metalik eliminated lince dorado and i was like wait a minute wait a minute could Grandma Tali win this? Mm -hmm. And then he got eliminated. (laughs) But it came down to, I think, I'm kind of predictable. It came down to King Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Jey Uso, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet. And I definitely think I would have said Ricochet would have been out before Ali, but it comes down to Shinsuke Nakamura and Jey Uso. And Jey Uso wins His first win in five months That's um, wild Yeah, so He has definitely solidified A, a singles career for himself And he's, he's done great, you know, and I, don't know his, I don't know I don't know if this is a curse for Jey Uso though Winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal The winners kind of just like Don't go anywhere I don't. I wouldn't say the that. winners do not. I mean Corbin. Come on. So Corbin, he went on yes, to defeat Kurt Angle
2: and retire him.
0: Yeah, but I like I. I don't. I can't. Yes, he won the King of the Ring as well. But
2: yeah, I think I. I don't think that there's a curse. I mean, Cesaro did nothing. Agree. After
0: I say, I should say specifically after winning the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Cesaro did nothing. Big Show did nothing. King Corbin did not do anything afterwards.
2: I I agree with you. Mojo uh a...
0: He wasn't even in this battle royal. Where, where's Mojo?
2: I think that the thing is with this accolade of winning the of the Giant battle royal, I think the problem is more with creative that they don't know how to use it in a storyline in a way to benefit the winner of it. You know, yeah. like, there's no real, what does it prove? What does it show? What can you do with that trophy now? Like,
0: Matt Hardy winning with the help of Bray Wyatt was cool.
2: Yeah, he w- Matt Hardy was the only person that won it that actually utilized that trophy um, afterwards. And that well, was only really because even. it
0: had a life. Braun Strowman? Mm-hmm. I think I would have rather Have seen Colin Jost win it oh. <laughs> Meh But uh, after that Roman Reigns came out Puts over The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Makes it feel special Cuts a promo Similar to Daniel Bryan Similar to Edge Spoke about how Daniel Bryan never made him tap out and will never make him tap out and just claimed to be walking out of WrestleMania as champion. And then the whole world will acknowledge him. All in all, decent SmackDown. Yeah, I completely agree
2: with you. I thought thought it was a good SmackDown to send it to WrestleMania.
0: Speaking of WrestleMania, we have WrestleMania 37 taking place. Does It it does not even feel like 2020 took place. I swear to God, it does not. It didn't. Uh, (laughs) WrestleMania 37 taking place over the course of two days, April 10th and April 11th at Raymond James Stadium. I'm going to say at least 25,000 fans are going to be there. Mm -hmm. Probably more than the Super Bowl.
2: Probably they're, they're really upset that it didn't sell out. Well, like, like, I mean, what was the big event that did sell out? I forgot. I, a, I don't know. Um, Super Bowl, I think, sold out within, not even, like, within minutes. And WWE officials were really annoyed that, upset that they didn't sell out.
0: So. Did the Super Bowl sell out? I mean, the Super Bowl is like the Super Bowl.
2: I think that that's what they claim.
0: Well, right now, I'm looking for the record. Right now, if you're getting a double pack, there's four. Four tickets left. Wanna Single go? nights. Uh, there's a few more tickets mm-hmm. scattered around. Last rows and stuff. But yeah, WrestleMania taking place. Raymond James Stadium. Pirate themed. I already saw pictures from the the stage setup, like that the chopper flew by and took. I'm pumped. It's a pirate ship and I'm so pumped for that. I wish mm-hmm. I was going. The poster for WrestleMania, the cartoon version is cool. Nah. Um... But night one, I believe it was confirmed, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre opening up the the WrestleMania for, for the WWE Championship. Awesome. From the main event to the opening contest to fire the fans up, Drew McIntyre could finally get that big pop. I'm going with McIntyre here. I'm going with Lashley. We have Bad Bunny and Damian Priest taking on The Miz and John Morrison. I'm... 100% going Bad Bunny. I am going to go with
2: Bad Bunny, Double B.
0: For the Raw Tag Team Championships, The New Day will be defending the titles against AJ Styles and Amos. I'm going to say AJ Styles and Amos.
2: I'm going to say AJ Styles. I'm going to say he uh, completes that that journey.
0: The journey to being a Grand Slam champion. Mm Mm-hmm. Up next, uh we have a singles match Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Cesaro's first singles match at WrestleMania. I don't know if I could see Seth Rollins uh losing here, but I'm going to say Cesaro. Yeah, I'm going with Cesaro. Uh still cage match for the nothing. <laughs> Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. I'm going with my hopes rather than what I think. I'm going with Shane O'Mac. Um Huh. I'm going to go Shane McMahon, too. A tag team turmoil match where the winners receive a championship shot on night two. We have Bad and Blonde taking on Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. The Riot Squad, Billy Kane, and Carmella, and Natalia and Tamina. I'm going with Natty and Tamina.
2: I'm going to go with... Hmm.
0: I'm gonna agree with you Natty and Tamina Singles match for the WWE Smackdown Women's Championship Confirmed to be the main event Sasha Banks The champion taking on the challenger The winner of the 2021 Royal Rumble Bianca Belair I am super torn as to who I want to see win this match
2: I'm gonna go with Bianca Belair
0: I'm I'm gonna say Sasha Banks Oh. It's not like Sasha Banks Needs this to like solidify a Hall of Fame Career or anything mm-hmm. But I think that Definitely puts her up A level I'm going Air. But Yes if I was going to bet on this event I would say Bianca Belair Mm-hmm. but I'm saying Sasha Banks.
2: Well, let's get on to night 2 taking place in the same exact place that night 1 takes place from. It <laughs> kick off. Let's go with Oscar defending against Rhea
0: Ripley. I'm going to go with Ripley. I'm going to say Rhea Ripley as well. And I'm going to say damn you covid for for stealing robbing me of a pirate princess entrance of Kyrie sane last year at wrestlemania <laughs> i'm flipping it off right now you can't see it but but trust me trust me it's there but i'm going to say rhea ripley she's also by the way getting uh played out to the ring yeah by um uh the, the woman that does her her entrance music very cool ash costello Also, we didn't even mention um... – I'll mention it later.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) You got Kevin Owens taking on Sami Zayn with Logan Paul in Sami Zayn's corner. I'm going to go with Kevin Owens.
0: Which still – I don't get Logan Paul storyline-wise, but I'm going to say Kevin Owens as well. All right. We got – The Fiend
2: with Alexa Bliss taking on Randy Orton. I'm going with The Fiend.
0: It, yeah, it better be The Fiend, yes. (laughs) See, this is like, man, oh, man, how often do you get a a singles match against somebody you've already had a singles match at WrestleMania with? That's true. That's got to be super rare, I think. Probably. Um, But, yeah, hopefully The Fiend wins, um... I'm looking forward to that match. Oh yeah, Nigerian drum fight for the WWE Intercontinental Champion, Big E, taking on Apollo Cruz. I'm gonna say Big E. I'm gonna...
2: I'm gonna say Apollo Cruz. Although I don't mind if Apollo Cruz wins. Yeah,
0: I'm going Apollo. U.S. Championship on the line. Champion Riddle taking on Sheamus. I'm going to say Matt Riddle picks up the victory here.
2: I'm going to go with Matt Riddle, and I'm going to say after the match, they shake each other's hands, and Sheamus sh- says that he respects him. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the titles against the Tag Team Turmoil winners, which we have dubbed Tamina and Natalia. I would like to see Tamina and Natalia win the titles. Um, sure, why not? I'll agree with you. <laughs> and then the main event of WrestleMania Night 2 for the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defending that title against Edge, the Royal Rumble winner of 2021, and Daniel Bryan, I'm going to say Edge. WrestleMania is 10 years to the day that he retired hmm. on Monday Night Raw. I'm gonna agree with you and go
2: uh I'm gonna go with Edge as well.
0: Yeah. That's WrestleMania.
2: So, yeah. That is WrestleMania. So hey Brandon,
0: you got any uh shoutouts? Hey there Hiff we should listen to Brandon's shoutouts. The first shout out goes to Paradise City, which is a new show on Amazon Prime based off of a movie that I didn't see. I didn't even know it was a spinoff. I just knew that Eva Marie was in it with Bella Thorne. So I checked it out and she ends up, she plays Bella Thorne's girlfriend in the show. Um, It's Cameron Boyce's last project that he was in before he unfortunately passed away at the age of 20 in 2019. Hmm. Jim Ross popped up in two episodes, which I was completely not expecting. Um, Nita Strauss is also in it. And um, it's it's about like a couple of bands and I guess a secret. I enjoyed it. I would recommend everybody checking it out on Amazon Prime. Next shout out goes to The Last Blockbuster, which is a documentary about The Last Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. It's now on Netflix, and it's kind of cool to see them still going. I don't want to say strong, but still going, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it just made me reminisce about being a kid, going to Blockbuster and renting stuff. Now, these days, I don't think I could ever, like, picture myself going into a store to, like, rent stuff. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, I mean, we go to the library and take out CDs and stuff, so. That's true. Kind of similar, except we don't pay for the library. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last shout-out goes to Space Jam 2. They dropped the trailer this week. I'm pumped for it. It has a bunch of cameos from, like, the Warner Brothers character list? Roster? Got Scooby-Doo and the gang. Jabberjaw was there. The mask was was seen. Um, Iron Giant. Iron Giant. The old Penguin... um, just so many people, um what, people from the one fool over the cuckoo's nest? I think there was Game of Thrones characters in it. I thought Clockwork Orange. Clockwork yeah, sorry. I I'm not familiar with the two films, I just know people were up in arms over that. Really? Yeah. Because that movie's is not a children's film, so Oh <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's like definitely not like a it film. was like ridiculously not a children's film, so Yeah, it definitely is not for kids. I think of all of this, I'm still hoping for cameos from Michael Jordan, Wayne Knight, and Bill Murray. I
2: 100% agree with you. I feel like Michael Jordan. If Michael Jordan makes a cameo in this, that's going to. I feel like that's like the passing of the
0: torch with this movie. Yeah, I feel like that. I'd love for all the basketball players to be in it from, from Space Jam, but. Mm I really don't think that's going to happen. LeBron James stars in it. It should have been John Cena perhaps, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Cena <laughs> is definitely more deserving than him. John Cena plays a, a basketball player. A retired wrestler turned basketball star. I I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope the Monstars make an appearance. Maybe, maybe. Help, maybe help the Looney Tunes win. Maybe. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our
3: Mark out moment of the week.
0: That is right our mark out moment of the week. I want to say first Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, He started to pop up on Tide commercials the other week with (laughs) Ice-T. Yes. Other commercials from that spot include Mark Messier, Annie Murphy, and uh, Vanilla Ice. I didn't
2: see those ones.
0: Yeah. But, probably maybe another one that you did not see? Mr. T. I saw the Mr. T one. Oh, and I thought it was really cool because it's WrestleMania week and... Him and Stone Cold Steve Austin are not only WWE Hall of Famers, they also are main event wrestlers from WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And Ice T performed at WrestleMania 2000, so I thought that was. I popped for that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: do you have any markout moments?
2: I marked out for Gable appearing on uh, NXT.
0: Got a big time text from you.
2: Yeah, I totally marked out for that. I marked out for. Let's see. I I marked out a ton during NXT, especially for the chops from Walter. Huge mark out moments for uh, for that. You know. Um, What about
0: you? What else do you got? I think it has to maybe be my biggest mark out moment. Is that BB REXA will be performing "America the Beautiful" at WrestleMania on Saturday? Yeah, I I do like BB REXA. It's her uh, second time performing for WWE, the first time being tribute to the Troops, 2017, with... -hmm. uh, Oh, I forget who she was with. But on Saturday, she's going to be having Jinju Lee from DNC performing on guitar. So I think that's cool, also. Um, And then they announced that America the Beautiful Night 2 will be Ashlyn Kraft, Mm -hmm. who's a country singer. But... Also, WWE dropped a bunch of new figure images this week. And I marked out for a bunch of things like uh, the Big Boss Man and British Bulldog from 1999. Santos to... Escobar coming with an alternative uh, an alternative, alternative Hijo Hijo Del Fantasma head with the mask. So I thought that was cool. That's cool. They have a Rock and Sock Connection 2-pack coming and Rocco is included, which I marked out for. The first... In figure form, I guess you would say, accessory-wise, Rock Mr. Rocco. And they're also going to be coming with the Rock and Sock Connection jackets, but those weren't shown. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a ringside-exclusive ECW Cactus Jack, which comes with the ECW Tag Team Championship. I wish that was a two-pack with Mikey Whipwreck, but it's not. But it's cool. The, uh, the guy from Mattel, Bill McKenna, Posted about how the Cactus Jack scan is based off of the Cactus Jack face on the shirt. The famous Cactus Jack shirt. The Wanted Mm -hmm. poster. So I I thought that was cool. That is really cool. I think because I'm such a mark, the biggest mark out moment of all the figures, even though the figure itself might suck, the face scan might, might not be the greatest. There's a Survivor Series 1996 Bret Hart that's coming out. With a purple chair from Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden is getting a WWE accessory. That's really cool. And then, I mean, what would Mark it out be, especially on this date, without mentioning Fearless, Taylor's version? I'm like so happy that I'm getting to hear those old songs in a brand new format. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I really, I'm it's, liking this album. It's crazy that she first announced it in 2019. Wow. That she was going to be re recording. Like I said before, 2020 feels like it did not happen.
2: I know. Another one that I'm going to add is uh, I marked out a lot for Billy K on SmackDown um, with Carmella. And I love Billy Kay's gimmick. And her acting skills, I think, is just awesome. I've spoken about this so many times with comparisons to Alexander w- Wolf, um, but I don't know if anybody else is noticing this. But she's playing directly off of Carmela, and yeah. it's like every time, like it's like she's looking for that approval from Carmela, where she's intense She's like imitating Carmela's mannerisms and her speak, her speaking. And if Carmella moves to lift, starts to lift up her arm, it's like Billy Kay hesitates for a moment to think like, should I do this? Should I not do it? And then she does it kind of awkwardly to fit in with Carmella. And I think that it is phenomenal. And if you have not noticed that about her character, well, about her, go back to SmackDown, watch her in that backstage segment with Carmella. I think that it's, it's amazing. So I marked out for that, that small
0: part. Yeah, and that, uh, that's our markout moment of the week. And that is episode 531. Wow. Next week, we will definitely be back to talking, by we, I mean me, I'll be back to talking about AEW and Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, this was just a heavy WWE WrestleMania week episode. Yeah, sorry, Matt Damon, maybe next time. So thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy WrestleMania. We hope you're already enjoying WrestleMania week. Follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, 161 Also on Instagram, the DaveTheRave, underscore MO. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash MarkingOut. YouTube, subscribe to us, youtube.com slash MarkingOut11. That's also where you can find us on Instagram, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut for some t-shirts. Use the code regardless for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com, twitch.tv slash out. Give us a follow over there. Maybe one day we'll stream. Uh, and then check us out, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcasts, Out.com, and we wish you the...
2: Best, Best of luck, luck in, your in your future, future endeavors. endeavors.
0: Have a fantastic week. Bye. following announcement has been paid for by Markin' Out.
1: You want to make a fashion statement? Markin' Out t-shirt. We're here for business. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fan. We've got large, extra large. We've got bread inside. Go buy the shirt.
0: The Markin' Out t-shirt start at 19.99 plus shipping and handling. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash markin' out to order yours today. The preceding announcement has been paid for by Mark and Al.